Listen to self-talk while you're doing something else. Listen to self-talk while you're getting ready in the morning, exercising, driving in the car, eating dinner, checking your mail, doing something around the house, or almost any other daily activity. Listening this way does two things. First, while your brain is initially getting used to the new self-talk, your old programs won't argue with it as much. This is because you're just letting the new self-talk play passively in the background and not focusing too much attention on it. You'll be focusing on it more later after you've become familiar with the new messages you're getting. Second, playing self-talk in the background helps alert your brain that the self-talk you're learning is a natural part of your day instead of it being an exercise set apart from other activity. It becomes a natural part of your everyday life. Number three, listen first thing in the morning, anytime during the day, and just before you go to sleep at night. You can listen to self-talk anytime, but listening first thing in the morning is a great way to start the day. A 10-minute argument in the morning can dump enough toxic levels of chemicals into your system that it takes the next 8 hours of you just getting back to normal. Imagine hearing instead 15 or 20 minutes of the right kind of positive self-talk at the beginning of each day. Start the day by listening. It will start your day off on the right track. Your attitude will reflect the self-talk you are listening to and you'll feel the positive effects throughout the day. During the day, people listen while they're driving in the car, at work, often with earbuds, working around their homes while they're eating or almost any time at all. One of the best times to listen is while you're doing any kind of exercise, like while you're walking or running, healthy body, healthy mind. For many people, hearing the positive self-talk also makes their workouts seem easier and go faster. Also, listen to self-talk just before an important meeting or any time you have to be extremely alert and on top of your game. While it continues to work at wiring the positive new programs into your brain, self-talk also fine-tunes your brain to deal with the moment in a better way. At night just before you go to sleep is another good time to listen. If you listen to the right per program of self-talk at that time, you'll be more relaxed, your mind will be calmed by the self-talk, and your brain will continue to work on its new programs while you sleep. Number four, focus. After you get used to listening to self-talk played in the background, you begin to focus to a greater degree on what you're hearing and give it more conscious attention. If you do nothing more than let the self-talk play in the background, your brain will record it and it will work for you. But when you begin to give it more focus, your brain will pay greater attention to it, and the programs you're listening to each day will become stronger. To stream specific, specially recorded self-talk programs to your phone, tablet, or listening device, visit the Self-Talk Institute's membership site at 
selftalkplus.com. Chapter 20. Neuroplasticity with an Attitude. Attitude plays a powerful role in our success as individuals. When it comes to powers of the mind other than belief itself, if you could change just one thing about someone that would guarantee a difference in that person's life, it'd be his or her attitude. Our attitude is the face we show to the world around us, but it's also the emotional measure of the self we feel inside. Attitudes are both emotional and intellectual. We can feel them, and we can also think within them to manage them. Our attitudes are mercurial. They can be dark and foreboding one moment, and bright and uplifting the next. Bad news often creates bad attitudes, and good news can create good ones. Attitudes make or break days, start us or stop us, keep us going, hold us back, or kick us into high gear. The father of American psychology, William James, said, The greater discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind. A hundred years later, it is one of the greatest discoveries of our generation that we now know the mechanism by which we can create and control our attitudes by our own choice. Which comes first, your programs or attitude? This brings us back to the neural activity feedback loop we discussed earlier. Your attitude changes the wiring in your brain. Then in turn, your wiring affects your attitude, which in turn rewires your brain again, which in turn affects your attitude, and so on. Let's say that on one day you find yourself with an attitude that's down. It's not a chronic form of chemical depression, but it feels just as dark. You're filled with gloom and nothing looks bright or even remotely happy or promising. Even the smallest problem seems overwhelming. You look at yourself in the mirror and an unhappy face stares back at you. You spend your day in this dark mood, unable to get rid of it. The weight of the feeling is just too heavy to shake off. But then, while you're in the depths of this mood, the telephone rings. You answer it. And on the other end of the unexpected call is the most important person in your life with the best news you could ever have hoped for. And like the sun suddenly breaking through the dark cloud that hangs over you, a golden ray of light shines through. And in moments, the depressing gloom lifts and it's gone. In this case, what broke the cycle started with the unexpected phone call. But the clue here is that the depression changed with a change of mind. It was your internal perspective that changed. And it is that perspective, with or without the phone call, that is up to you. At any time you choose, you get to create the golden rays of light. 
Every negative thought attracts other negative programs. What precipitated the gloom in the first place was a gathering of old negative programs brought together by bad news or something going wrong that day. In the brain, negative thoughts attract other thoughts just like them. This is called association and is a neurological linking of similar circuits or programs. When you have negative thought, programs of a similarly negative nature become activated and new connections are made in your brain, linking the negative programs together and making them stronger. What might have been only a moment of disappointment turns into a union of dozens of negative programs that hijack your entire attitude and hold it hostage. In our example, it was the good fortune of the phone call that summed up equally strong but previously dormant positive programs, chemically and electrically networked them together, gave you a burst of chemical stimulant, and immediately infused your attitude with a renewed sense of positive belief. The sunlight broke through. Your face changed from a dark frown to a bright smile, and you were fine again. The question is, what do we do if there is no phone call? The answer is, we make the call ourselves. At any time in the cycle, you can step in and change the cycle by choice of will. It is this amazing capability to change our own attitude that separates people of a positive mindset from people who wait in the darkness for someone to call or something positive to happen. The expression, use it or lose it, is also appropriate when referring to creating the neural pathways that create good attitudes. It is a person who continuously upgrades his or her programs from negative to positive that has the best chance of having fewer dark moments and the quickest turnaround back to a brighter day. It is those who literally fill their minds with healthy experiences and the right self-talk whose positive mental programs are ready for the call to action any time the need for it, an instant attitude shift comes up. The more you use these positive neural pathways, the less chance you'll have of losing them. In fact, the stronger they'll become. Who then is in control of your attitudes? Your attitudes are entirely up to you.